Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, let me add my thank you. Thank you, John. Uh, let me add my welcome to you this morning. Lovely to see you all. Uh, just wonderful to witness uh, Jeremy and Carol's baptisms. Uh, my name's Kevin. I'm one of the, the elders here at Hebron, part of the, the teaching team. And uh, this morning we're continuing our mini-series mini in the Psalms. Uh, today we're studying what surely is one of the most well-known Psalms, Psalm 23. And the heading for today's study is the God who shepherds, the God who shepherds. Uh, just before we read the Psalm, let's just, let's just pray. Father, we just come to you and we just thank you for the joy of witnessing Jeremy and Carol's baptism. We just thank you for your grace uh, to them in their lives. Thank you that uh, they have testified today uh, that you have been their shepherd. And we just pray that you would bless this public witness. Father, we turn to you now uh, and ask for your help as we come to your living word. We thank you for this wonderful psalm of David. May you open our hearts. May your spirit be at work uh, revealing the deep things of your word to us. May you speak to us. May we know that we have been in your presence. We ask this for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, if you could turn to Psalm 23 and let's just read the psalm together. Psalm 23, the God who shepherds a psalm of David. <clears throat> the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. May God bless his word. Psalm 23 has been described as the peril of the Psalms. A Psalm of David, who himself was a shepherd. Uh, most commentators think that David probably wrote Psalm 23 towards the end of his life. So a Psalm of reflection. Looking back over his life, reflecting on those mountaintop and dark valley experiences. And through it all, David testifies, the Lord is my shepherd. It's a deeply personal psalm. A psalm that has dried many tears. A psalm that has brought much comfort to many folks over the years. It's a psalm that has become synonymous with death. I think I've heard Psalm 23 read at funeral services more than any other passage of Scripture. 
And yet there is only one verse that speaks about death. Verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. This psalm is really all about life. Uh, It's about the joy and fullness of life lived, trusting and following Jesus, the shepherd. You just follow the imagery through the psalm. Uh, Verse 2, David speaks about green pastures. He speaks about still waters. In verse 5, the scene moves to a feast. There is a banquet table. There is a cup that overflows. In verse 6, goodness and mercy follow those who trust the shepherd all the days of their lives. This is the abundance of life from knowing the shepherd of the psalm. Now I'm sure if you were to ask any pastor, what is one of the hardest things that you have to do in your role as a pastor? Uh, For most, I'm sure it's when they have to take a funeral service of someone who did not know or did not want to know the shepherd of Psalm 23, but who wanted to know the comfort of the shepherd when facing death. David teaches in Psalm 23 that that comfort only belongs to those who know and follow Jesus in their life because that's where that comfort in death comes from from knowing Jesus from having that personal relationship with Jesus Christ now let's look at the psalm together David makes uh, three great confessions about what it means to have the Lord as his shepherd number one he says I shall not want Why? Because you are my shepherd. Number two, he says, I will not fear because you are my companion. You're with me. And number three, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You are my host. I shall not want. I will not fear. And I shall dwell. This is what it means to have Jesus as your shepherd. So let's look at these three great statements. David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why can David say this? Well, just look at who the shepherd is. David says, the Lord is my shepherd. Five simple words. The Lord is my shepherd. So easy to skip past those five words and to miss the wonder of who the shepherd is. Now, if you have your Bible open, you will see that the word Lord is written in capital letters. And that means that this is a particular name of God. In Hebrew, it's the name Yahweh. And names are Important, particularly in Scripture, and especially when it comes to God. God's names reveal to us something of God's character, about who God is. Names are important. Especially, uh, they can be very important depending on the culture uh, that you're brought up in. And I would just say to any future uh, parents in the audience... 
just remember when it comes to naming your children, that's a really important decision. Because your children will live with that name for the rest of their lives. Um, My parents messed up big time. I, uh, I do not love the name Kevin. It's not a noble name. Um, it's not a, a name with a strong history or pedigree, although there was actually a, an Irish saint, Saint Kevin or Kevin, however you pronounce it. Um, many years ago, my, my father gave me a, a key ring, which I brought with me today. And uh, the family used to, you know, tease me about my name. And uh, he gave me this key ring and written on the key ring is a description of, of what the name Kevin means. Uh, and so here's what it says. It says from the Irish, Kevin, meaning handsome at birth. There's more. A, a sturdy man of great physique and striving ambition, full of many attractive qualities. A real ladies man. He shows and craves affection. And I'm not making that up. That's apparently what the name means. So maybe my parents didn't get it so wrong. But David, David uses a particular name of God. And that's the point. Names are important. He says, the Lord, Yahweh, is my shepherd. Now, this is the name that God used to reveal himself to Moses at the burning bush. Back in Exodus chapter 3, you can read about that, that episode. Moses, um, out in the wilderness looking after his sheep and he sees a strange sight which he decides to investigate. It is a bush that is burning. But Moses notices that this bush just keeps on burning. And he noticed that the bush itself was not consumed by the fire. As he approaches the bush, God speaks to Moses from out of the bush and Moses asked God, what is your name? And God replied, I am who I am. Yahweh. That's what it means. It means I am. Why did God choose to reveal himself to Moses by setting a bush on fire and by using the name Yahweh? Well, he's showing Moses who he is. Uh, The fire burned, but the bush itself was not consumed. Uh, The fire was not dependent on the bush for its energy. The fire had its own energy source. It was not dependent on anything else. This fire needed nothing. And God is revealing himself to Moses as an eternal all-powerful, self-sufficient, unchanging God. And so David, as he writes Psalm 23, he can say, I shall not want, because the Lord Yahweh is my shepherd. Look at Psalm 23. What are David's wants? He needs food. He needs comfort. He needs shelter. He needs rest. Who gives it to him? It is Yahweh, his shepherd. He is a God who is sufficient for his people. And the God of Moses, the God of the burning bush, this same God is our shepherd. The Lord is 
my shepherd I shall not want. But there's something more. You see, when we come to the, to the Gospels, to the records of Jesus' life in the New Testament, when we come to John's Gospel, uh, Bruce read from chapter 3, when we come, from chap- come to chapter 10, we hear Jesus say these words, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, but Jesus says, I am. Jesus is declaring that he is Yahweh. He is the shepherd of Psalm 23. I shall not want. Just look who the shepherd is. Look at what the shepherd gives. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He gives his sheep rest. You know, sheep will only lie down when they are at rest, when they are content, when they are free from anxiety or fear. He makes them lie down. Beside green pastures, he provides sustenance. He leads them beside still waters or or quiet waters or, or waters of rest. This shepherd provides everything his sheep need for growth, for contentment, and for fulfillment in life. Look at verse 3. David says, he restores my soul. The word restore means to lift up or to rescue. Now the picture here is of a sheep that's in danger. A sheep that has perhaps fallen onto its back. And it can't get back up by itself. It, it often happens when uh, the ewes are pregnant with their lambs. And they are weighed down with the weight of their lambs. And they can roll onto their backs. And if they don't get back up, then they can die within hours. They need to be lifted up. They need to be rescued by the shepherd. Put on the right path. That's what it means. He restores my soul. When Jesus sees that his sheep are in danger, weighed down, weighed down with uh, the troubles, the cares, the anxieties of life, weighed down by sin perhaps when we wander away from him, When we succumb to temptation and sin, he restores my soul. He graciously lifts us up like the loving shepherd he is. Just look where this shepherd leads. He leads me in paths of righteousness or he leads me in right paths for his name's sake. You know, when you follow Jesus, you effectively hand the steering wheel of your life over to him. And he steers your life in right paths. You build your life on his word and you live for his name's sake. You live for his glory, not for your own glory. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now look at verse 4. This is David's second great confession I will not fear 
even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Look at where David is now. He's in the valley. The valley of the shadow of death, the valley of deep darkness. I find this a surprise. Just a moment ago in verse 3, the shepherd was leading his sheep in right paths. And now they find themselves in the valley of deep darkness. It's just like life. Even for those who follow Jesus, even when walking the right path, we can suddenly find ourselves in the darkest valleys. Tragedy strikes, or you receive bad news, you face uncertainty. And Christians are not immune from pain and suffering. And we all walk through dark and difficult valleys at different times in our lives. And maybe you're walking through one right now. And you're wondering, will it ever end? How dark will it get? But Christians have a hope. And Christians have a companion that this world does not have because we have a shepherd by our side. Jesus. And Jesus walked the darkest valley that ever was. He walked through the valley of the shadow of death. In fact, he walked through the valley of death. On his way to the cross. And he came through that valley. He defeated death. God raised him from the dead. He conquered death. He defeated our greatest enemy. And as David writes this psalm, he wants you to see how strong his shepherd is. Because David knows that his shepherd can bring him through the deepest, darkest valley. And that's true for you, whatever your situation Whatever circumstances you you find yourself in today, Jesus has gone before. And he leads us through the darkest valleys of life. Even when facing death, we can trust Jesus to lead us. Not only through life, but he can also lead us through death because he has conquered it. There's something else here I want you to notice. David says, even though I walk. I walk. You know, as a child, I had a terrible fear of the dark. I would even sleep with the light on. I feel as if I'm giving away all my insecurities. Um, But I I got over it. um, Eventually, once I got married. And... You know, as a child, if ever I had to go somewhere in the dark, I, t- I tell you, I, I wouldn't walk. I would run. Uh, David walks through the valley of deep darkness. Why? 
Because just look where the shepherd is. For you are with me. Somebody has said that this is the entire message of the Bible summed up in these five words. For you are with me. This is the real blessing of the Christian faith. A personal relationship with Jesus. Knowing that Jesus is with you. Walking by your side through the darkest valleys of life. You are with me. But there's something else wonderful here in the psalm. And it's David's dialogue with the shepherd. In verses 1 to 3, David speaks about the shepherd. It's he and me. It's he and my. He makes me lie down. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths. But then when you come to verse 4, there is a change. And David is no longer speaking about the shepherd. He's speaking to the shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's why David can say, I will not fear. For you are with me. You are my companion. You see, it's one thing to know about Jesus, to speak about Jesus. But it's another thing to to speak to Jesus. And I would just ask you, will you face the darkest valleys in your life alone without Jesus? Would you even think about facing death alone without Jesus? I will not fear. Just just to finish off verse 4, just look at what the shepherd holds in his hands. Your rod and your staff, they, they comfort me. The rod of his protection used to, to ward off predators. We are under the protection of, of Jesus. We're back in John chapter 10. No one will uh, snatch, uh, snatch them out of my hand. What is it Jesus says in John chapter 10? My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. It's the double security in Jesus' hands, in the Father's hands. His staff, that long staff with the the shepherd's hook at the end, which the shepherd would use to just gently pull the sheep back in once it had wandered wandered off the path. Sometimes Jesus just needs to put his hook around our necks when we've wandered off the path, when we are not living as we ought. We need the discipline, the staff of our shepherd. I shall not want, I I will not fear. Finally, verses 5 to 6, I shall dwell, I shall dwell. One thing you have to remember when you're in the valley 
is that for the Christian, your journey does not end there. Here in verse 6 is where our journey ends. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And in heaven with Jesus forever. Just look at three final things that David says about his shepherd in these closing verses. First of all, verse 5. Look at the welcome the shepherd gives. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. You see, Jesus is not only David's shepherd. He's not only his companion. He's his host. And the picture here in verse 5 is of a feast, a banquet table prepared for us. He anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. It's just a picture of the blessings that God gives to each of us in Christ. And Jesus is the perfect host. You never leave hungry. You never leave thirsty. Jesus fully satisfies. Look at the welcome he gives. Look at, look at what he sends. Look at what the shepherd sends in verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I don't know if you've ever watched one man and his dog. Probably not for most of you. But you see the, the shepherd with his sheepdogs. Here are the shepherd's two sheepdogs. Goodness and mercy. And he uses them to bring his sheep home. Mercy really means love. It's his steadfast love. And the word follow really means to pursue. It means to hunt down. And here's the thought of verse 6. That Jesus pursues us every day. He hunts us down every day of of our lives with his goodness and his love. Isn't that wonderful? That even the valley experiences, that even the bad times in our life are for our good because He surrounds us with His goodness and His love. And then finally, just look where He invites us to. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord Forever, He invites us to be with Him in His house, in heaven forever. He is the perfect host. Do you see how good Jesus is, the good shepherd? What a shepherd He is. In Him I have everything I need, I shall not want. No matter what valley I pass through in life, even when facing death, I will not fear because I can trust him to lead me through death and bring me home to heaven. And here is the hope that fills my heart that I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And here is the most important question for you to consider today. Can you say with David, The Lord is my shepherd. Do you know him? Is he your shepherd? Are you following 
Jesus. I hope this this wonderful psalm is an encouragement to you all. Whatever your circumstances are today, and if you don't know Jesus as your shepherd, that you will trust him, that you will give your life to him and follow him and know the blessings of having Jesus as the shepherd of your life. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful psalm. We thank you for the shepherd of Psalm 23. Thank you for Jesus, the good shepherd, who gave his life for the sheep. Father, may you continue to speak into our hearts this morning from your word. May your spirit be at work. May you comfort those in the valley today. May they know the presence of the shepherd by their side. May you gently restore those who are in danger. Those who have wandered perhaps away from you. May you graciously lift them up. May you restore them. May you bring them back with your staff. And may you bring someone here to faith in Jesus Christ. To know him in that personal relationship as their shepherd. Remember the kids downstairs and we pray for them. We pray that you would bring them to faith in Jesus Christ when they are young. We ask for your protection upon them. We ask for your protection upon this church and every family in this church. May we live for your glory. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.